hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources, please visit kevinwest.org. Well, good morning. Can you stay to your feet this morning? Let's go and worship.
head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now. The Savior now to wash our feet. Now at His feet we bow. Who wore our sin and shame Now robed in majesty The radiance of perfect love Now shines for all to see Come on church, let's lift it up Your name, your name is victory all praise will rise to Christ our King your name your name is victory all praise will rise to Christ our King Jesus you bring Spirit, I will rise. 
borrowed for three days His body there would not remain How God has robbed the him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground he hath no form or comeliness and when we shall see him there's no beauty that we should desire him he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid him and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not surely he hath borne our griefs carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to our own ways, and the Lord hath laid 
on him the iniquity of us all. Everybody has gone away. One time or another in your life, you've turned away. You've run astray. And the Lord God laid upon Jesus the iniquity. You know all that time you were running away, doing crazy stuff that you shouldn't be doing? Or maybe you're there right now. Even while you're in the midst of it, it's good to have him forgive your past. But while you're in the midst of your situation, it feels good to know that the iniquity of your life, where you are right now, has been laid upon Christ. That gives you hope. That doesn't mean you have to, you don't, you don't just turn around on your own and go, okay, God, now I'm ready to receive you. No, you go right where you are. You can have the junk from yesterday off of you, and you can have the junk all of the day off of you too. I want to do something this morning. I know many of us come in here today carrying some stuff, and you need to have the iniquity that you've been carrying. Iniquity is habitual sin that's been generational. It's habitual. It goes down from generation to generation. Some stuff you're carrying are, 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 are tendencies and inclinations that you've carried because daddy did it, mama did it, grandpa, grandma did it, and it's generational. It's just, just the way, it's in your bloodstream. It's in your bloodline. But aren't you glad that the blood of Jesus turns the old blood into his blood? You can change the bloodline this morning. I don't know if you need to get saved, to get right with the Lord, or you need prayer today. I want you to step out of your seat if you need prayer for anything. I don't care what it is. If you're bound, you just need encouragement, you need what, whatever you need the Lord to do for you, I'm gonna pray with you today. We're gonna have other people pray for you. But I want you to step out of your seat and I want you to line up here this morning while the worship continues to worship. And I wanna pray for you that discouragement leaves, your, your, your guilt goes, and peace will enter your mind. And if you need healed in your body, we're gonna pray for healing too. Are you ready? Just step out of your seat. I'll pray for you. By your spirit I will rise From the ashes of defeat The resurrected King Is resurrecting me In your name I come alive To declare your victory The resurrected King Is resurrecting me your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected King is resurrecting in your name I come alive to declare your victory the resurrected King is resurrecting me by your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected king is resurrecting me in your name i come alive to declare your victory the resurrected king is resurrecting by your spirit i will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected King is resurrecting me. Come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. By your spirit I will rise. 
in this moment with you this morning. Yeah. Let them know how glad you are to be in the house of the Lord with them. things that are happening. It's uh, kind of crazy. All the uh, high school kids, young, young high school girls, ladies, young ladies, are dismissed. You can go right there. They have a class for you. Also, the middle school boys and girls are also dismissed as well. The Lord is good. guys agree with me in prayer for a moment. There's a friend of mine. Um, I just feel like to do this. I just feel the Lord doing some things today. And um, a friend of mine, his name is Mark. And Mark has been diagnosed with cancer. And um, it's kind of in the bloodstream and they're what medical people do. They, they prepare for, you know, kind of a, an end of life situation and family members start pulling around and um, but he needs, he just, it's a rare case and it just all discovered in the last little bit. And uh, I just want to pray for him. I'm just looking for some agreement. And if anybody in here wants to agree with me, just stand to your feet. 
you don't, if you don't feel like it, that's okay. I'm not putting anything on anybody. But if you just kind of feel that nudge in your heart too, go ahead and stand. We're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift Mark up to you and that whole family. I curse the cancer at its very core. I curse it in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I just read that scripture, and I just read it, and I'm saying this all for the benefit of the people as well, to build faith, but you, you don't need to be reminded of this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Lord, either by your stripes he is healed or he's not. So that scripture has got to have more revelation than us having to explain it away. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I remind you of your word and the covenant that you have with Mark. He's a believer. But God, even if he wasn't a believer, you still have a covenant with him because of yourself. Yes. So I don't lift him up to you in his goodness. I lift him up to you in your goodness. I don't lift him up to you for your faith because of his faithfulness, but I do lift him up to you because of your faithfulness. I lift him up to you because of your mercy and your grace, your love and your compassion, and the ability to have a testimony that can be spread around this entire region of how good you really are. Now, Father, we've got, you've got a, a body of believers, a people that is all assembled all across the world. But tonight, today, Lord, you have them assembled here this morning. They're assembled at the hospital. I was there yesterday, and they're praying and believing. But, Lord, their, their minds are just going back and forth because it's just such a shock, and it happens. And, God, you take all that into consideration. No posture has to be perfect but yours. No words of eloquency have to be perfect but yours. So Father, we don't come today other than just agree together, those that are standing with me in the gap. And we remind you of your goodness, not to beg you, not to plead with you, but to inquire of you. We thank you for the healing power that flows out of your body into Mark. So that foul, unclean, cancerous, death-killing spirit that has invaded his body and bloodstream, I curse it and command it to leave his body in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. And I release a virtue of heaven, of your spirit flowing into his mind from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Give a comfort and a strength and a confidence to the family members that are around them. And let the doctors even look and say, this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you all for agreeing with me. We're gonna keep moving along here. I've got, this isn't just their typical service. I'm just feeling like the Lord's doing something. Okay? I do. I feel like that, you know, I used to be a member of the Rotary and the Lions Club and the Kiwanis and all of those and the Com Chamber of Commerce and some of us, we still are in some of those cases. But gosh, if the church only becomes an extension of the civic organizations without power, they can do good deeds. They do better deeds than we do, actually, because people some tend to, tend to give resources to that, more so than the church even. But we have power. Either Christ is the central focus of what we are about, and the power extends from him being the central focus, or we're just another good country club. Am I right? Yeah. And we're more than a social gathering. We're a spiritual gathering that just does social functions. And that's what we're about, right? So I'm going to be preaching out of, well, I got to receive the offering and the tithe first, don't I? I'm going to preach out of Luke chapter 7 here in just a moment. But let's receive our tithe and offering. 
There's a couple of ways you can give. Today is the Pro 3. You're going to talk about that, though. Pro 3 uh, for all of our cards coming back in for our vision for, three, for the next three years. You can give through text giving 84321. That's 84321. Just type in your amount that you want to give, and then it'll come back and tell you. If you've never set it up before, it'll give you a link to set it up, put your bank information in. If you have set it up, it'll just send you back a receipt which is a good thing. If you want to give traditionally, which a lot of people still do, uh, there's envelopes underneath your seat and just make your checks out to ECH, your card. There's card information on there as well if you still want to give that way and not by text. Uh, we understand however you want to do it is fine. Ushers also have envelopes in their hand. If you would need one, just raise your hand. Uh, we're asking you to, we, we believe in tithing, we believe in, in giving and uh, the Lord has blessed us. We've been amazingly blessed. So if... Uh, if that's you and you fit here, part of the home body here, uh, we, we believe in the tithe and the, the offering. If you're a guest and a visitor, we're not after your money, that's for sure, uh, but we are after your soul. And we figure if we get your soul, we get your money. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. Just repeating him, take it up with him. All right, I'm, saying, I'm kidding, but really you're not obligated to give if you're a guest, uh, but if the Lord lays it upon your heart, give, give. Um, the home folk, you're part of the body, let's give. This is our opportunity to invest in the kingdom. Are you ready? Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We bless you. God, we're amazed at some of the testimonies that we're hearing in the financial arena for people. Uh, some are in transition and some are just coming out of transition, but what you are doing is just remarkable. So, Lord, we just thank you for your, your, your financial blessing your prosperity that you pour upon your people. We thank what you're doing all across the globe, all across the land, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed as you give. Amen. So thankful for what God's doing. I love whenever God just takes control of the service, don't you? Because I know that his plans are much higher than my plans. His ways are much higher than my ways. I want to tell you about a couple things very quickly. We do have our toy drive and our canned good drive. If you have any of those things that you'd like to put in the collection area out in the grand hall to my left, we have that. The deadlines for those, we have the 28th for the canned good drive, the 30th for the toy drive. Then also today, um, if this is your first time that you've ever been with us, uh, I'd love for you to come visit. I'm going to be at the Pro 3 table directly after service. And uh, if you would, very quickly, if this is your first time here, can you just raise your hand? Uh, we want to just make sure that we acknowledge that you are here. I see some people. We're so glad that you're here this morning. So glad that you're a part of what God's doing here in this place. I have a card that I'd love for you if you would come see me at the Pro 3 table directly after service. Then also, for those of you who have been a part of our Perspective for Growth, the Pro 3 initiative that our church is on for the next over the next three years, if you've taken one of those uh, pledge commitment cards, if you could just give that to myself, uh, everything's confidential, and I'll be able to have those at the Pro 3 table directly after service this morning so you can be a part of what God's doing here in this place. Amen and amen. I'm just feeling this very strongly this morning. Uh, if you know this, sing this along with me. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. You have won. Hold 
someone by his stripes we are healed by his nail pierced hands we're free by his blood we're washed clean now we have the victory broken Jesus overcame it all every single situation yes he has won our freedom Jesus has won it all oh lift it up church and sing hallelujah hallelujah
thankful you are, yes. You won my victory. Every battle is yours. Oh, yes. You find my battles. You are alive, yes, God. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a King. <laughs> oh, what a Savior. You bring life to me. Oh, when I'm dead and broken inside, God, you bring life to me, yes. You are my Savior, my risen King. Sing hallelujah today.
no idea when I woke up this morning how God would use me today. And the reason that I say that is because it's important that you realize that in the kingdom, that is your daily assignment, is to not necessarily know when we wake up that morning what exactly might happen. Now, we all have our roles and we're all intentional with what he tells us to do, but there's just that factor of I don't know exactly what it is he's gonna have me do today. And so when we were standing over there, it was just very obvious that the Lord is in this place, amen? And so my question for you today is, will you receive a word from the Lord? Because when he woke me up this morning, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I knew that I would serve in a leading of worship capacity today. However, I had no idea that I was going to be a secretary. I had no idea I was going to be a secretary, but as we were worshiping, I looked around this room and I thought about the people because uh, I've seen some of the texts come in of people that are watching online right now. And and I just, the Lord showed me us in the kingdom, not sitting here in this room, but in the kingdom. And we were all sitting in a waiting room. Now, this wasn't a waiting room in a hospital. This wasn't a waiting room in, in, a, in, in an urgent care. It wasn't any type of waiting room like that. It was really just like the outside area of some offices. And so if you'll prepare your heart for what the Lord said, it is this. You have been sitting in this waiting room, and you may not even have known you were sitting in it. But you've been in this, this, this place of waiting and this, this urgency. Some of you that don't even know you're waiting, you're just unhappy and uneasy and you don't know why. It's because you're, you're in the waiting room and you know that something is coming. You know that the Lord's word is coming to you. But today, the word of the Lord said this. He sent me out from outside behind the, the secretary desk and he wanted me to tell every one of you this. He will see you now. The Lord that created the heavens and the earth with just words, the power in his voice said he'll see you now. The Lord that drew on the hearts of the people that came down here this morning and made life changes. We've grown up in church, a lot of us. We've seen enough church, even if you didn't grow up in it, to know that I've seen altar calls happen before. And it seems like maybe that we've become a little tainted by the fact that somebody makes their way down to the front of an altar and gives their life to the Lord. But that's a life change. That's a powerful moment in their life. That's a moment when one thing was going one way and it turns around and starts going another way. Why? Because he will see you now. Yeah. He will see you now. And you're, you're thinking, well, th- but that doesn't make any sense. God, God doesn't work inside of time. That's right, but you do. And he has seen you from the beginning of time. He sees where you're headed to the end of time. But you that are sitting right here in this waiting room, in the kingdom of God right now, you that operate inside of time which he created, he says he will see you now. Will you re- get up out of your seat and will you head into his office? Will you see Sit down in front of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, what is it that you want from me? Will you sit down in front of him and will you just come with a yes? Will you just come with a yes? Don't come with a, I've got to figure this out. And before I leave his office, I have to know exactly what he's saying. Just understand that he will see you now and all he requires out of you is a yes. 
So if you will say yes to the Lord all across this place, you don't have to stand up out of your seat. If you want to, I know me and I know that I would, but if you'll just raise your hands all across this place as a visual sign that I am saying yes to you, Lord. I understand your call. I understand that you sent a secretary out this morning to tell me that you're ready to see me. And I don't know what it is that you're gonna say to me when I get into that office, but I'm getting up out of this waiting room. I'm not sitting in this waiting chair any longer. As a matter of fact, this waiting chair is waiting on my back a little bit. I don't like how this feels. I don't like how life has been going right now. I'm uncontent with the happiness that I even have. I'm uncontent with the success that I've had up until this point. I say yes. I'm walking into your office and whatever it is, I say yes. So in the name of Jesus, I release this word over your people. And as they get up, as they walk into your office with that yes, Lord, I speak a grace over their life to do whatever it is that you've called them to do. I speak a grace of power over their life to step into the calling that you are calling over them today, that you're the vision that you're speaking over them today, a power that they can walk into it and they can see situations that they may have seen one way before. They'll see your power all over it. They'll see your authority all over it and they'll realize that is me. He has marked me. He has chosen me. He's called me. That's you. If you'll just say yes, just raise your hand and say yes. Yes. Yes, we say yes to you, God. We say yes to you, Lord. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Yes. We want you. When you walk into the room 
57 says no weapon formed against you shall prosper every tongue that rises up against you in judgment thou shalt condemn it, that scripture was talking about Jesus it was talking about no weapon formed against him will prosper right it was talking about no every tongue that rises up against him in judgment he shall condemn and what Michael was saying was spot on when sitting in the waiting room but when you get back into his office back to his seat he says to you don't try to separate yourself from him make sure you're in him no weapon formed against you on your own will prosper no weapon formed against him can prosper so you need to be in the ark. Christ is the ark. Jesus is the ark. You need to be in him where there's nothing that could come against you and prosper. Even if it looks like it's prospering, it can't prosper. It looked like it was prospering against Jesus on the cross, but it couldn't prosper. The cross turned out to be the greatest prosperity you and I ever had. is faithful he's true he's right he's good he's kind his loving kindness is larger than life itself he's merciful he's generous he sees your blind spots that you can't even see and he fills the gap when you don't even know where to look 
He lifts his eyes before your eyes are heavy to even see. He lifts your head when your head is too heavy to even try to raise it. He becomes your energy when you have no energy to go forward. He becomes the parent when you really ran out of answers to even know how to parent your own kids. He becomes the heavenly father when you're actually sometimes trying to keep up with your parents maybe that are elderly in a senior place and you're weary and you're tired and you don't know what else to do and your heart gets breaking, the Lord knows. The Lord is faithful. He's merciful. He gives grace for the end of life as much as he gives grace for the beginning of life. Is all you are. Will you meet me 
things about being the son-in-law. You get put on the spot sometimes.
to be made whole, invitations to be saved, and that there's an invitation addressed to each one of you right where you're at. He knows your address. He knows where you're at right now. It doesn't have to be a place in the future or a place from the past. It doesn't have to be a place from where you're good enough. It's just an invitation, and it's an open invitation. It doesn't require an RSVP. You don't have to tell him you're coming. It's an invitation. But I also feel like that there's some of you that are hesitant to open it, hesitant to accept it, hesitant to come, and you don't have to be. 
You don't have to be. Don't let fear, don't let anxiety, don't let hesitancy, don't let hopelessness, don't let the fact that you maybe don't feel like you're good enough to accept the invitation keep you from accepting the invitation. And it is as simple as this, that the God who created the heavens and the earth through the giving of his son, Jesus Christ, made available to you everything that is in that book from cover to cover. That that is your open invitation to life. That is your open invitation to stand up to receive everything that he's made available. And that fear and anxiety and hesitancy have no right to keep you from it. And I speak to those things right now, to fear, to hesitancy, hesitancy, to anxiety, you leave now in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no right, these are the children of the Most High God and you have no right to keep them from their inheritance, from the thing that they've come for, the thing that you've invited them to, God. They have no, those spirits have no right to keep them from it. And we speak to them and we say right now that in the name of Jesus, that the invitation is open, that in the name of Jesus, that wholeness is available, that in the name of Jesus, that deliverance is available, that in the name of Jesus, that salvation has come to this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
today. Can you feel the presence of the Lord? You've got to be really, really dry if you didn't feel the presence of the Lord. And if you were dry, somebody beside you had to be wet enough to spill over on top of you. Had to be. All right. So the Lord is moving in our midst, but it doesn't, it's not just here. This is a great place of a gathering and a great place of an encounter, a great place of getting encouraged, but you got to walk out of here. You got to go back into your lives. You got to go back into the place that you came from. You got to go back up and either pushing up, feel like you're pushing uphill or running or rolling downhill. Am I talking to anybody? You got bills to pay. No bill got paid while you're in here. Right? You got to go back out and still raise kids and maybe, maybe they're back talking. Maybe you still got to go back to tend to your, your elderly parent that, that, gosh, you, you just got to do what you got to do. Right? But here's what I'm, I am telling you. What the Lord is doing across this land nothing can be compared to it it's not like any other time in human history you're going to be faced with one obstacle it's not many spirits that are coming against you you can call them all out if you want to it's going to be one it's the spirit of fear one spirit that's got its tentacles in many others. The spirit of fear will try to come upon you to keep you from progressing into the things of the Lord. When you get ready to take a step, you'll find that thing, oh, it'll be. And do you know how you expel the fear, spirit of fear? You can rebuke it all you want to, but the spirit of fear only leaves when you move it. You can lay in bed at night and cast out the spirit of fear, but it doesn't go until you move it. How do you, how do you move it? You do what your heart already desires to do, but something in your mind is telling you, oh, what do people think? What if I fail? What if this don't work? I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't have, I don't, how do I? It's all the reasons why it won't work. Supports that spirit of fear. Put your head down, remove all the excuses and the elements of the world, and do it. You have the spirit of power of love, 
power and of sound mind. He didn't give you the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is a spirit of timidity. Don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about what it looks like all around you. You just do it. You jump in and go. And when you get weary, you keep going in well-doing. You don't faint, you don't quit, you persevere, you push yourself, you go further than you thought you could go. You keep on going. When the door slams in your face, you stand right there until the door opens back up or another door opens. What do you mean standing? I mean anticipation that a door is going to open. You don't walk away with your head down like it's over. You step right back up and say, no, you don't understand. Every move I make is advancement and increase. Every move I make is encroaching on the enemy's territory. Every move I make is to go forward. You got to lean for it. You got to lean into it. You got to anticipate it. And anything that comes against you that grips you with that fear and how you know the will of God for your life is right when you have the opportunity to do it, you get afraid. And when fear hits you, on the other side of the door of fear is the perfect will for your life. Stand with me, will you? I want to pray that before we dismiss. Father, in Jesus' name, as Mike was pro prophesying and speaking an encouraging word about the spirit of fear and the anticipation of hesitation and all that, I, get, I just come against fear. I come against that spirit of fear. And I say this, I release a boldness and a courage on every person that's here today. I speak into a second wind, those that are weary, those that are tired, those that are just worn down because of life, I speak a fresh breath of a second wind blowing into their life. Give them their want to again. Give them their desire again. Give them their courage again, their boldness again, their anticipation again, their zeal again, their excitement again. Give it to them, Lord. Only that can come from a breath from the Spirit of Almighty God. And we breathe that spirit of joy into their life so that they have the strength that they need to live this life and to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the power of their testimony. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. See you all Wednesday night for communion at Thanksgiving Eve service.